This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you if you've landed a leadership role through no fault of your own and now need to find out what you should be doing. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and have been there and know what it feels like and made all the mistakes. In each episode, I'll be getting to grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. You'll find out why they do what they do and take away some top tips you can use to become a more confident leader. For more content and to keep in touch with how the project is developing, go to www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. If you have any comments about the episode, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter. So let's crack on with the show. Today I'm talking to Amanda Downs. Amanda is a leadership facilitator, coach and commercial trainer who helps businesses to deliver their goals by getting the best results they can out of themselves customers, stakeholders, and teams. Amanda's corporate career has been in commercial roles in the world of consumer goods. Her last one was at United Biscuits, where she was commercial director for Ireland, based in Dublin. Amanda describes her training consultancy style as practical, high energy, and interactive. She's not a fan of PowerPoint. She uses her wide experience to bring her programs to life with real life business examples. She recognizes the power of influencing both internal and externally, it's about being aware that you may need to adapt your own style to connect more effectively. I hope you enjoy this chat we had about genuineness and I will catch you all on the other side. So Amanda, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast. Good morning. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we are going to be talking about genuineness, which is probably someone thinking, well, what actually is genuineness? But they'll find out soon enough. But before we go down that route, I think we all want to know why you do what you do and what was the pivotal moment that took you down that path? Okay, well, thank you. So, Mark, why do I do what I do? Well, I do two things. I work with salespeople um, and have done that for a very long time, 30 odd years, both in terms of being a salesperson myself and then going through the ranks of account manager and so on, and then becoming a a sales leader. And I also work with leaders, so boards and uh, teams of people who are leading businesses and organizations through, uh, through the huge changes that have to happen these days in order that um businesses and organizations can survive why do i do what i do well actually it came from sales came from sales so that's we work with and i've worked with a lots and lots of salespeople. and one of the things that they often say is uh, well we don't actually we kind of we know how to sell or we thank you for helping us to brush up on how we sell but actually it's not really we're not really clear about what we should be doing um, and it transpired that strategy wasn't the strategy wasn't clear, and they weren't that clear about their customers and so on, and their their channels and what they should be selling for what price, particularly what price actually. Yeah, I can resonate with that because when I set out with my coaching business, I didn't really have any um, well sales. My my previous sales experience was um, was stocking up a shop and selling from that environment, which is completely yeah. different when you're selling a service. Yeah, so absolutely. I was ill prepared sales wise, and and probably marketing wise was probably mm. something else that I didn't really pay much enough attention to. But it's I think when you want to go into something to do good and make a difference, sometimes you forget about this, the actual skills that you need to deliver that. Yeah. Uh, and that's where sales is so important. 
Yeah, and uh, and and the reason that I got into leadership and now a lot of my work is with leaders, particularly commercial leaders, with the Aspire Group, which is uh, my corporate business, mm-hmm. is that actually those salespeople deserve to have um, some clearer strategy, and therefore up we went through to the sales managers, and then up we went through to sales director, and then up we went into. Um, senior leadership teams so that they were absolutely clear and explicit about what they were looking for. And that's not easy and it changes on a regular basis and therefore being clear as a leadership team what you want from your sales sales teams, you know, is an important and ongoing process. So hence, I then became involved with a fair number of leaders and um, lo and behold, also with other functions as well. Um, And I became uh, accredited in liberating leadership, which is the model that was developed by Stuart and Biddle. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five years of research in, in terms of what makes a great leader, mm. and the good news with that for me was: well, you don't need to be, you know, some charismatic and um, you know with huge gravitas as a as a as a leader. You actually can develop gravitas through using the correct right processes and the, the the models that work for you and to use genuineness and something called positive regard which I'm going to talk about, talk about mm. before we do talk about mm. genuineness mm. so actually why I do what I do came from being a salesperson who wasn't that clear about what they were doing to be <laughs> honest um, yes yeah so there we go uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we can always learn more about sales, uh, and that's what I've learned is that you never really uh, um, uh, you can never learn enough about sales. And I think because I, I think it's one of those things that is constantly changing, and how people expect that sales process to to go um, the steps that we we expect to happen is constantly evolving, and, and where that takes us is is important to keep up to up to scratch with that. Um, but we're not here to talk about sales, however interesting that is. We are here to talk about genuineness, and you've already mentioned it uh, and the connection with positive regard. So, um, so what what how do you see genuineness and how important it is, um, especially in a leadership role? Okay, so I'm, I'm going to just, I am going to go back to uh, this attitude of positive regard because these two attitudes for me are a couplet that you just can't separate. Um, so the attitudes of positive regard as a leader and genuineness as a leader um, for me are what have been one of my biggest learnings. And um, let, me, let me tell you what I mean by positive regard. You know, we all get out of bed in the morning aiming to do our best in whatever we do. And actually, if we think about people as doing exactly that every time they get out of bed and every time they come into work and present themselves in work, it's really, really helpful. So positive regard basically is holding people in high esteem, regardless of what they do or what their behavior is. Thinking to yourself, you know, in a non-judgmental and non-assumptive way, I respect this person as a human being. This person's position is as valid as mine. Um, This person is trying to do their best and, frankly, expects me to do that as well with them. And, therefore, my first question is always, you know, what's going on for that person? What's going on for this person so that I can work out how best to work with them to solve or, um, or meet the opportunity or whatever it is that we're talking about? So positive regard is critical if you're going to be genuine. 
because with a with an attitude of positive regard if you are genuinely trying to help somebody then there are some things that you need to do with them some ways that you need to behave that demonstrate that trust which is where genuineness comes in before i go on to um genuineness though just i'm just going to use examples of where i've re- i've needed to think about positive regard uh in in sales actually with customers so the first one was I used to work with a if I worked in food most of my life in sales roles before I started doing what I do in 2006 and I was working with a factory up north and um, that factory uh, made uh, desserts and I used to go up to see to the factory very regularly who were working in own label desserts and that factory um, had a lot, lot of people in there who never actually been to see my customer. It was a customer, a retail customer, was based down south, and um, because this customer was um, doing something different and trying to find its niche in the market and give a point of difference to its shoppers, it was creating products which, <laughs> which were not what the factory wanted to make. And as a result of that, I often used to go up there and hear them saying that beep beep customer or can't believe what that beep beep customer has done now um, and talking about the customer with total lack of positive regard with no understanding really of what they were trying to do what, what I was trying to do and so on and and I realized that it, that was my call I as the leader of that customer with the factory should have made sure that they did understand what they were trying to do so that they did have positive regard and we did something about that we did something about that it helped a lot so this is just an example of where you can find people talking really derogatory, is that a word, derogatorily, yeah. <laughs> derogatorily <laughs> about people. Uh, and that, get, that really gets my goat. It's one, it really hits one of my values around positive regard. Yeah, yeah, I get that as well. And, and we're all guilty sometimes of wanting people to fit into what we're doing. And that's a, a great example of um, actually when people are trying to do something a bit different um, and that it's actually understanding the reason why uh, yeah. and not really uh, and not trying just to move them back into what we see as what they should be doing. Because, you know, obviously that doesn't fit in what their, what their plans are. But so, yeah, great example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, just coming back to sales, one of the one of the this the attitude of positive regard helps so much when you're doing really important things and really critical things that we all have to do, like move or increase pricing, for example. That actually, your customer with positive regard for your customer, your customer is trying to do the best for their business as well, and therefore, you know, as you enter a negotiation to maintain that level of positive regard, um, helps to avoid. Those um, kind of, I don't know, those um, mm. sort of uh, nasty tactics that sometimes people think that they need to employ uh, with each other to uh, kind of get one over, um, which is, you know, which is completely against an attitude of positive regard and genuineness. Yeah, yeah. So shall I go on to genuineness now? I think, I think you should. From I, there, think I, I think should. that's a great precursor to <laughs> genuineness. Um, but all I was going to suggest was that maybe some people – find that quite easy to be um have hard positive regard and maybe some people probably find it maybe more difficult and um, we're all sort of different is that something you've come across yeah absolutely and it, and it also depends on your personal style if you have a you know if you have a 
Um, if you have a style that says, you know, I wonder what's going on for them and and, and a style that, that kind of automatically thinks bad in somebody um, or thinks critically, it can be very easy to start tell yourself stories about what's happening for somebody based on something they've done or said, you know, their behavior. Um, so that question, the key question to ask yourself when something happens is deep breath, and particularly if it's a negative thing, is deep breath and think about what's going on for in that person's head right now. Mm. What's happening for them that's making them behave in a certain way that I don't like in whatever it might be um, so that you can think about the best approach to them to, make, to help it to, mm. to, to help resolve the situation. So where does genuineness fit in then, Amanda? So if we, tr- if we have true positive regard for somebody, then it is, our, for me as a leader as a, as a, and as a human being, actually, it's our duty to be genuine with them. And what do I mean? What do I mean by genuine? You know, that's around being open and honest and frank with people and actually with yourself about a situation and what you think about it, and importantly, what you feel about it. So genuineness actually, you know, does mean open up your emotions as well about you know the impact on you. Um, and therefore, you know. One of the things that I've learned over time, now we'll go back to sales and give, you, and give you another example, is that, you know, lying or changing the truth or being vague or just kind of not telling people things and keeping them in the dark, kind of mushroom mentality, is not helpful when it comes to work life. It's not helpful in any life, actually. Mm. You know, so I used to I used to spend a lot of my time as a salesperson um, back in the day when I sold um, food products, dis- trying to explain and trying to kind of hide the fact that we'd run out of stock, for example. So we, you know, we'd organise a promotion with a grocery multiple retailer, and then we'd run out of stock, and we'd have to kind of tell a story, spin a yarn about why there wasn't enough stock. And actually, it was so ungenuine, disingenuous, you know, it was so, such a lack of positive regard for them in terms of what they did and a lack of positive regard for myself that I felt really bad about it, actually. Mm. So I, you've got to be genuine with yourself in the first instance and be honest and frank and open about how you feel about something. And then here's the tricky bit, because if you are being truly genuine, then you need to be, give genuine feedback to um, the other person um, as a leader, mm. good or bad, and that's not always easy. No, no there's a certain amount of courage involved here, isn't there? Yeah, uh, and and I've just had a recent um, instance where I've had to be genuine and um, uh, actually tell somebody what I was actually feeling, uh, and for some people, and I'm, I'm including myself in that, in that. It, sometimes it feels uncomfortable because I, I, I had a quick, um, as you do, Google on the word genuineness before we started. Yeah. And one of the first thing that comes up is about speaking your mind. Mm. Well, there can be co- negative connotations when you say speak your mind because a lot of people say, oh, he's, they, they always speak their mind. But actually what we're talking about here is actually having that positive regard and speaking your mind so that that comes across as a genuine um almost like helpful way rather than just saying something for the sake of saying it. Absolutely. 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 So, you know, um, 
my top tip, the way that I coach people and coach leadership teams and, you know, and this does gradually over time change culture, but it's not easy, is that actually to give honest, frank and open feedback as soon as possible. Feedback is a dish best served warm, as they say, mm-hmm. um, in a genuine way, maintaining positive regard for them as a human being. So if you maintain that authenticity and positive regard and respect, and then you give somebody feedback that says, I saw or heard this happening, this was the impact on me, and therefore we need to talk about what we do next time, or can you stop doing that, or whatever it might be. Um, Actually, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable and it takes some courage even to start that conversation, and it potentially can be uncomfortable for the individual. But every single time I've had that, feedback from a place of positive regard and that genuine feedback it's helped me it really has helped me mm-hmm. and it can be really quick you know for example you might say you know you know really great feedback to somebody when genuine feedback might be you know, let's say they're making a presentation or they've been in front of a customer or um, they've been talking to somebody um but i don't know let's say they're, they're using a powerpoint slide that you couldn't read because there was too much on it you know and you don't want them to do that again. And they were uncomfortable because they knew that you, know, you couldn't read it all. To just say to them, you know, Mark, slide six had way too many words on it. So I couldn't see the, the real message. Mm. And that made me feel uncomfortable and frustrated because actually I wanted to be able to um, input to that particular point And I couldn't because I just didn't get it. Mm. So next time. Um, do you think you could make sure that you've got the message really, really clearly spelled out with 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 um, fewer bullet points? Yeah. Um, and that would really help. So you know, it's it's a it can be a, a quick in the moment thing, and at the same time, it's sometimes it needs to be thought through. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I uh, for example, you might you know there might be somebody who's not returning your emails. When you actually do get hold of that person, if it's really important that you and that person do communicate by email on a regular basis, you know, just to, to say how it makes you feel. You know, Mark, when somebody doesn't return your email, how does it make you feel? How does it make you feel? Yeah, well, it's just frustrated, isn't it? You, you get frustrated and why haven't they, they replied? But I think what we don't tend to do is actually um, – question actually whether they re- received that <laughs> e- yeah, uh, email. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I, I suppose that's where that positive regard thinking that oh they might not have got the message so that's probably exactly right. yeah um, exactly exactly so you know we know that you know businesses and organizations and we get lots and lots of emails sometimes we miss things mm-hmm. or we'll quickly read an email and then not um, answer it and think we'll go back to it or we might miss that you, you might forget about it or there might be something going on that you need to go and speak to somebody else about it and so on this happens this uh, this still happens to me actually and every single time i i have to dial up that attitude of positive regard mm-hmm. so you know as a as a um a leadership consultant um sales training consultancy you have to send proposals to people. Usually what happens is you have a chat, you realize um, you, you talk about what your need is, and then you would send something written out to somebody. And sometimes that is answered straight away. And other times it can take quite a long time before somebody responds. And I used to tell myself all sorts of stories. Well, they don't like it or they, they haven't got the budget or um, I got it wrong or they've changed their mind 
or something bad's happened. And I used to tell my these monkeys on my shoulder telling me all these things when actually it wasn't that at all. Um, so maintaining positive regards, I needed to pick up the phone and leave a message or give a call to say, how's it going? I see you've not, not uh, answered my email. Um, I'm just wondering, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm just wondering whether I've done the right thing or um, yeah, it's a bit frustrating. So I just thought I'd pick up the phone and see if everything's okay. Yeah. It's quite a courageous conversation to have. Um, by the way, CRMs help with this because you, <laughs> all you need to be able to do is go back and have a look to see if they have opened your email <laughs> and yeah. when. That's very helpful as well. But I, um, I, can't, I, I can't let you go any further without mentioning that you picked up the phone. That, I did. Pick up pick that up phone, phone, what, to actually have a conversation on the phone? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> we like those. Yeah. As opposed to a WhatsApp or a Facebook Messenger or an email, absolutely, yeah. But it's interesting, though, isn't it? You know, when, you know, I think we're all guilty of thinking, well, the easiest thing to do is send them the message, send them an email. But picking up the phone can actually save time in many many occasions can't it where oh, you actually yeah, have a conversation clear yeah. the air all oh, right I'm, i can't do it at the moment because this that, and the other's happening i'll get back to you rather than having a conversation over email which might take days to actually yeah. come to fruition you know absolutely and uh, you know and uh, you know we're all very busy people and sort of 10 to 1 you'll end up getting a, an answer message but even then it's better mm. my my top tip if you're going to give um negative feedback over the phone you know along those lines i've just described is um it's just to write it down so that you know what you're going to say mm. you know and all you're saying is look i get where you're coming from uh i give you my honest feedback with trust and positive regard because actually what you're you know, that's what you're really saying when you give feedback you know i i, I get where you are i just um, need to tell you how i'm feeling um and then, you know, suggest a course of action. Shall I give you a call or shall I pop in or um, let me know when you're ready or whatever it might be. Mm. No, it's, it's, I, always, I guess what we're talking about here is not being judgmental, isn't it? It's not being yeah, jumping. No judgment, control. no assumptions. We're very easy at assuming, very easy. Very, It's very easy to do that. And mm. also respect for the other person, mm. you know, genuine respect. So that's where this was positive regard, genuineness. I don't know which comes first, genuineness or positive regard, but they are interchangeable. Mm. Um, to 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 be, you know, to be constantly thinking about what's going on for them. Yes, and it's so easy just to get them stuck in our own world as to what we want to happen, uh, and, and what we don't know is actually what's going on there in their world. Anything could be happening, uh, and it's not assuming anything, is it? Yeah, and genuinely, really genuinely anything could be happening. You know, I've mm. sent proposals to people and they've left the business. Yes. I've sent proposals to people and they've become ill or they've had a bereavement or, you know, they all, they all sound like horrible, uh, horrible catastrophes. But, yeah. you know, things happen to people. Yeah. Things happen to people and, and things happen to you and just being genuine. Another example of genuineness is nowadays, you know, there used to be a time when I used to make excuses if I was late for a meeting. I don't know whether you've ever done that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I might have, yeah. You know, but you know, now, nowadays with positive regard for the other person who's waiting for you and it's their time to be genuine in what's happening and just, just tell them the truth, tell them what's happening. Um, and that leads that that leads to a quite a, a much deeper level of connection. 
Yeah, and then we, we're getting back to trust here, aren't we? Because, yeah. you know, once you have shown that positive regard and that you are genuine, um, people start to trust us, don't they? Absolutely. And when you're in a position of trust, then you're more likely to win the business or and and, and have a deeper relationship that um, yeah. is more meaningful and and, and works uh, for both yeah, parties. Absolutely, and this is why I this is why I so love these two attitudes in particular when it comes to being a leader, because actually, um, particularly in my line of work, which is sales. Sales gets a bad press, you know. It's kind of seen as a dirty word by a lot of people, small mm. and large businesses, even though the large businesses won't admit it. Mm. And actually, what the reason that it is seen as that is that, you know, that it, you kind of you're back to the snake oil salesman in the Wild West that you know sell me something and disappear and never be seen again. Now, long gone are those days. But the fact is that people still feel like that sometimes about sales, and that's because. With lack of positive regard, a salesperson somewhere in their life has sold them something um, that they didn't really need and therefore they didn't trust them. Yeah. So it's a really important uh, sort of the, these two attitudes are really important when you're in sales mode, when you are, um, you know, business developing and when you're talking to a customer or a client about your products and services, um, which is why I. Um, you know why I wanted to talk about them today, really, on this podcast. Yeah, and 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 that was the reason why I wanted to talk about it because it's probably when we talk about leadership, uh, I, I don't think many people would have thought about being genuine as being important. But the more we're talking about it, and the, and the more I'm sure people are listening to this, they will realise that genuineness is really the the cornerstone of good leadership because you're yeah. going to get far yeah. better results. Yeah. When you're coming from the right place, because yeah. I think that people, you know, connect with that and, and feel it, even though you, if you don't think they are, people feel that genuineness and, and obviously that positive regard. Because if you're if you're in that you are you want the best for them. If we're leading a team, if you're always going in with the mindset of that I want the best for you, because ultimately that is the best for the business and, and makes my life better as a leader then that's a far more authentic place to come from than trying to, you know, force people to do things and almost like underhand, underhandingly force them to do something, which really doesn't feel very good, does it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in the, de- in, long, uh, in the first days of leadership, that command and control uh, approach worked, and sometimes it still does work. Um, but actually, that the authenticity to just be yourself, encourage others to be themselves, and maintain that level of positive regard, and then be genuine. Now, and again, it takes courage to be genuine. Genuine, and also, and Brene Brown talks a lot about vulnerability. You need to actually sometimes admit that you're you don't know, or that you're wrong, or that something's something's really affected you negatively. You know, in that, in that feedback. And that takes, that does take courage and it does take a, a level of um, a willingness to be un- feel uncomfortable sometimes to make sure that we get the best out of each other. Mm. And, and also, I guess, not taking what is perceived as the easy route short term, because uh, in the long term, that's actually going to cause more problems for us if, yeah. if we're not yeah. being, being that gentle. Yeah, uh, yeah. and the easy route is to not say anything. 
And so, so many people do that. And then, you know, most of my coaching conversations when I'm coaching leaders are about them wanting to say something to somebody. Could be a peer, could be a boss, could be a uh, could be somebody that worked with them, uh, could be somebody in another function that's really frustrated them and that actually is causing them sleepless nights. Mm. Uh, and that they they need the courage to be able to do that. Um, so yeah, we we mustn't underestimate that it does take courage. But you know, I always say that 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 it just takes three seconds to start start a sentence. <laughs> yes. Just three seconds to start start a sentence and you're in, no going back. And also I've got this <laughs> a little bit of a, a thing about not talking yourself out of something that you think that you should do for the right reasons as well. Mm. Um, as soon as you start thinking, you know, or ha- allow that to start in, in that internal dialogue as to, oh, I don't think I'll do that for X, Y, Z, A, yeah. B, C, and D, then after most of the time I, I found I've sort of regretted maybe I should you know I should have said what I felt that I should have said at the time not just I wanted to criticize someone for the sake of it and that I wanted just to say well what I felt was was worth saying uh, and, that's, yeah. and it's coming yeah. from the right place and that that point that you've just made is critical because actually if you are really genuine and authentic and you describe how it made you feel you know, so I was frustrated or it frustrated me. It frustrated me, not people were frustrated or I think so-and-so might have been frustrated mm. that if it comes from genuine personal feedback about your emotions, there's no getting away from it. That's how it made you feel. Yeah. And therefore that you're telling them that's how it made you feel. And that's inarguable actually. Mm. Um, and therefore it's, um, you know, that's real genuineness, mm. real genuineness. Mm. Great stuff. Uh, unfortunately, time is running away with us. Uh, so, um, as you know, I ask people to leave us with three top tips. Um, I just wonder what those three top tips are that you're going to leave us with today. So, yeah, so thank you, Mark. It's been great talking to you. I could go on for a long time about the subject. So my three top tips would be, number one, maintain positive regard always. Think about that person non-judgmentally, non-assumptively, um, and that they're trying to do their best. And ask yourself, what's going on for that person? My second tip would then be to give feedback. So give that really clear, conditional feedback openly and frankly that builds trust. So what I saw, uh, what I saw or heard, the impact on me personally, and then talk about what you do next time. And then the third one is have that three seconds of courage. So, you know, just be vulnerable and have that three seconds of courage and be prepared to be uncomfortable and potentially um, that somebody else might be uncomfortable if it is negative feedback. Um, clearly, one of the things we didn't talk about was that reinfor- reinforcement theory that says be genuine in your praise <laughs> as well as your criticism. Um, but people tend to focus on having the courage to, to be genuine when something needs to change and it and it's awkward, don't they? So, yeah, yeah. so that would be, they'd be my three, maintain positive Brilliant. regard be genuine, give feedback and have the courage to do it. Brilliant. Um, Top stuff. Um, So thank you, Amanda, for your time today. Um, It's been a pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed it. I certainly have. Uh, Good. I'm glad to hear that. And hopefully we'll have a chance to talk again in the future. But for now, I will say thank you and goodbye. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review. 
Don't forget to check out The Reluctant Leader Project at www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. Make a note to start, stop or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode. And until next time, be the best you can be. Thank you.